millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blog Talk Radio. guys, welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. And for the next 45 minutes, we will be talking it up with your calls and discussing whatever you wish with the proviso that you have not seen the new episode of Rebels and are going to talk about it. I know there's some people that may have seen it on the app, but I think for the majority of people, they will not see it for another couple of hours. So we'll leave... We can talk about Rebels, but if you've seen it, maybe don't call in about it because you might have a little bit of information that other people don't want. I can tell you it's an awesome episode it is uh i think you're gonna like it i loved it and our co-host for the next 45 minutes from jedinews.co.uk it's mark newbold how you doing man i'm fine how are you mate <laughs> you've just had to do a hefty bolt up three stories to make the the time <laughs> are you okay mark I'm settling down. I've had a cup of tea, so I'm I'm getting there, yeah. Okay, good. If people want to call in, where is the numbers at the top of my screen today? That is... Oh, here we go. Uh, you can call in on 646-668-8360. The lines are pretty clear at the moment. If you are on Skype or if you are calling international, international from America, that is, even though I'm in Australia, uh, if you're on Skype, Put in a plus one so you can get to America on there. My, I, uh, I got in my third screening of Rogue One. I'm a, I feel like I'm a bit behind some people. What, what number are you up to at the moment? I'm currently on eight. I'm seeing it tomorrow on with my nephew. That's nine. And I'm seeing it again the following Thursday, which makes ten. Oh, my God. I feel so behind. I just saw my third one. I, I think I've had a <laughs> more of a hectic time, but it was quite interesting. So I hadn't seen it for maybe, I guess it would have been two weeks or something, just over, over Christmas and New Year's. I didn't have a chance. And I went to IMAX yesterday, and uh, I hadn't seen it in the IMAX format as yet. And I'd watched that like the day before. I watched a few kind of, you know, you're, you're Mr. Plinkett, you sort of parody critic videos that, yeah. you know, have a bit of fun with it and take it to town. And I, I think those videos maybe made me like it even more because it sort of go too far for effect. And so when I was watching yeah. it, I was like, going, I don't know what they're talking about. This is awesome. Loving it. <laughs> Loving it. I think Star Wars um, can be too, you know, if it make it too perfect, 
it's got to have that slightly cheesy, slightly... It's definitely got to have a 70s edge. I think Rogue One works because it's got that 70s vibe, or at least it does to me, some of those haircuts. But, you know, if, if it's too perfect and too slick, it kind of loses something, I think. Yeah, it's... I don't know. There is something about Star Wars. It's like the... Like I always say, if we all agreed on what was great about it or, you know, we all loved each film the same way, it'd be very boring. Mm. It'd be... It, it's sort of like... The, the difference of opinion and stuff is what makes it so fun. But there's a lot of things that people can come at the movie with that I, I, I don't know. Yesterday, I just, I just sat there grinning. When, when the red and gold leader got yeah. introduced, I, I was just like, <laughs> and I'd seen it, before, like I was, but I was back again. I think also having the two-week break, sort of freshen it up and I was so tired when I, I'd seen it, you know, because we did the, like, a midnight screening and then we were podcast afterwards and that's sort of stressful because it's an event and then the next night I saw it and I was tired from doing the event the night before, you know, get home like 5.30 in the morning. So I, I went and saw it. It's so hot in Australia at the moment, everyone. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'm uh, a little bit tired just for I had such a bad night's sleep. It's like eight in the morning here. And, but so I went and saw it in the middle of the day to beat the heat and also just to go in it to be so alert. It was incredible, you know, with a daytime screening. And yeah, I, I, I just had a lot of fun. The, the one thing I think at, at the end though, is there an edit of the film where they kiss at the end? Because, that's a good question. It, it, it's sort of edited. It's edited in a way like they're going to kiss. It just seems very prolonged and we're looking at each other. And now we're yeah. closer and we're looking at each other. Now we're holding hands. Now we're hugging. Like, you don't want to know what I thought was going to be happening when they change camera angles the next time. It was just... <laughs> I think, I think when they dull. filmed it, they... They took so much coverage. I think Gareth Edwards shot something like 200 hours. And I think he got so much coverage that he had, he had options, plenty of options. And you're right. That, that, there is a moment when they're kind of looking at each other and you're thinking, are they going to move in for something? I'm kind of glad they didn't. I like the way they did it. Uh, you know, the deep impact ending. But it was, yeah, there was definitely hints of that, wasn't there? Yeah. And I was, the first night I saw it, I was, I was quite stressed. Because the way it's edited, it feels like it's, they, they are going to kiss. And like when I was watching it the first time, I was sort of, I was sort of just sitting there going, don't kiss. It'd be lame if they kissed. Yeah. Please don't kiss. But why put me through this with these prolonged <laughs> things? I, I think that the actual scene on the beach is the least Star Wars-y feeling thing. Yes. It's, a, it's something very strange about it. It felt odd in the same way the end of Force Awakens with the camera continuously panning around Luke and Ray felt slightly odd. It, it's, it's, and it came at the end of the film again. It did, it did have that. It did feel like a, a sort of a, a Tuesday afternoon at three o'clock Channel Five weepy moment. But it kind of worked because you got that awesome, awesome. wasn't awesome for them. You know, the, the Death Star eruption explosion thing coming towards them at however many, you know, Mac twenty or whatever. So. But uh, yeah, it was it was different, definitely different. Yeah, I, I, I was actually I was quite taken aback at how much fun I had yesterday. 
Like, mm. do you know what I mean? For a film you've seen a couple of times, I was just like, what that going? And I'm really energized about that. I am really energized. Um, what's, what's on your mind with Star Wars news this week? Mark, are you amped for the new season of Rebels? I'm big time amped. I've got the latest two episodes. It's Ghost of Dathomir 1 and 2. I've got them downloaded on the TiVo to watch later on. So I thought I'd get, get prepped for this and then I can watch that later on this evening. But to, So I've not watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to that. We're talking about that on 1138 in the week. Um, obviously, the news has been totally sort of taken up by, by Carrie, really. Um, that's that's kind of become the, sadly become the focus. Um, so also everything else is bobbing along quite nicely, though. Yeah, I feel like Rebels will, I don't know, give us something to talk about a bit refreshing because, you know, yeah. I think there was such a big outpouring of, of grief and, and, and support last week that it, it almost wears you out. It was quite a time. But where, where, where are, you? are you? Are you a Darth Maul? Are you a pro-Darth Maul guy, Mark? Are you hoping that wow. this could be the end for Darth Maul this season? Well, I don't know. I mean, I like the way he went out in Phantom Menace. Uh, and then to go ballsy and bring him back the way they did was, was okay, that's, that was under Lucas's tenure, so he obviously wanted that, so that's fine. They've got some sort of plan and destiny for the character. And he does kind of come in and go out, come in and go out, and that's fine. Um, yeah, I kind of do. I mean, we saw the mid-season trailer, which gave us all sorts of cool nuggets. And th- there is a part of me would like to see the mall story resolved. That being said... I want to see him do something substantial because if he doesn't really do something of substance, something pretty big, then it's kind of, there will be a kind of little part of me thinking, well, why did they bring him back? I don't feel like he's done the big, the big destiny thing that he's meant to do yet. So I think that's on his, on his horizon, but I don't foresee him going too far ahead. Yeah. Season four, maybe, but, but I don't know. He might, he might be the big sacrificial lamp for season three. I don't know. I just can't see in the canon. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm a bit of a stickler, Mark. I'm a bit of a stickler. I, I think once you're chopped in half, that should probably be it for you as far yeah. as uh, appearing in the storyline. And, and to my mind, I, I would have liked it if he... Like, I like the character in the show, but I don't like that it's Darth Maul. Yeah. I, you know, like, if that was his brother or something, that would be... You know that would have a, a pleased me, but I, I sort of have to jump that little uh, ravine of of nerd tension every time yeah. he uh, is on an episode. But I just can't see how he can face Obi Wan Kenobi and not die. Think what do you biggest... do after that? Well, exactly. I I think the biggest challenge Darth Maul has got above and beyond anybody really bigger than when he faced the Emperor before in Clone Wars, bigger than obviously the face-off that we, we think is coming with Obi-Wan. I think when his bottom half comes back, when his legs come back with a different body, starts kicking him around, I think that's when the trouble's going to really start. Because <laughs> what happened to his legs? We all wondered what happened to Luke's hand at the end of Empire. What happened to Darth Maul's legs? Seriously. Well, it, if it was the old EU, they'd be getting sampled and cloned, and there'd be Darth Maul with two U's at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that how it worked? Isn't that how it worked? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've uh, got a couple of calls coming in. And if you want to join us on the call-in line, we'd love that. If you are not in America, add a plus one on Skype. And then it is 
are. This is, of course, the calling version of the Steel Wars podcast. We also do interview episodes, uh, live podcasts, which is sort of what we've been focusing on over the last couple of weeks with our live Rogue One reactions. Straight after Rogue One, we did a comedy reaction in Melbourne and then one in Sydney and then one in Brisbane, and they're all up on the feed now if you need some extra listening. But let's go to 314. 314, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Eric from St. Louis, Missouri. How's it going? Oh, Eric. Eric Struthers, who uh, does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for the Steel Wars podcast. What's on your mind in Star Wars today, mate? Well, let's go back to Darth Maul real quick, since Amanda Ward isn't on the call to, to yell at us for saying this, but... I just looked at the at, at the end just, of Phantom. I, I'm Menace. just now I'm now very worriedly checking the chat room. <laughs> I, I, uh, I yeah, she she was not having this. I just watched the end of Phantom Menace, and there's no coming back from that. He gets cut in half, and man, he goes flying down that chute, and he's banging off the walls, and his arms are flopping around. There's the, the dude's dead. I I. It is a cool character in the cartoons, but like you said, it shouldn't be him. It shouldn't be Maul. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> talk about Rogue One, and you know you've just seen it in IMAX. Do you do you still find yourself excited about the movie like right this second, where you're going to go see it some more times, or you think, all right, Episode Eight, Episode Eight? I'm definitely going to get a couple more in. I yeah I. I enjoyed having the break, that's for sure, because I was sort of, you know, because you sort of know what's after after two, the third time, you kind of know what the next scene's going to be, and yeah. I uh, I had a lot of fun this time looking around the background. I, I got my chopper this time round, and I heard my General Sindula, which I had missed, and, oh, but I actually didn't see the ghost in the battle this time. Like, I had previously, but it just wasn't on my mind to look at. And I saw um, Details, his droid as well, which I was very excited about. He did the call-in show a couple of weeks back. How are you going, Mark? With uh, You're up to number eight. Are you still coming out with a light skip? Is there, is there bits that uh, you're using to go to the bathroom? What's going on? I wish I could do a light skip. Um... I'm still enthused. I mean, yeah, when, like you say, the first couple of times you see it, there's a nervousness because you're thinking, I really want this to be good, but I don't know if it's going to be good because I haven't, obviously haven't seen it. So first couple of times you, you're soaking it all up and then, like you say, you, you, you can relax and kind of ease into it because you're confident that you're going to go and see something you, you're going to enjoy. And just like you now, when I'm watching it, I'm more, not ignoring what's going on in the foreground, but I am taking more notice of the background because... I think now because Star Wars, we know we're getting a film every year. We've got Rebels, you know, throughout the year. There's a lot of content to take in. And there was a little part of me initially was, was a bit worried because I liked the fact that you got a film every three years so you'd have plenty of time to soak it up and, and chew it over. But now it's moving so fast. I, I want to absorb it as quick as I can, um, which isn't as easy as it was when I was younger. So so I, I do want to sort of soak it all up. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it with my nephew tomorrow. He's not seen it before. So I'll... I'll kind of get a buzz off him soaking it up for the first time i'm seeing it with one of, with one of my oldest friends next thursday who's the grouchiest grumpiest old man ever he's only 46 
but he's the grumpiest old man ever. And he saw Force Awakens with me last year and turned to me. He never talks during films. He's a real film snob. He never talks during films. Leaned over to me, grabbed me by the arm and said, I am loving this. For Lee, that is completely, <laughs> that doesn't happen. And I, I, I can only imagine he'll feel the same about this because it gave me the same. I mean, Force Awakens and Rogue One are very different films, but both of them, there was something in there that really, you know, clicked. So, yeah, I think this film's going to get better with, with, you know, repeat viewings. And this evening, I interviewed Guy Henry this evening, and we were talking about the process of making the film. And hearing him talk about it got me even more keyed up to go and see it tomorrow because I'm going to be looking for little things that I didn't even know to look for before we spoke. So, yeah, I think this film's going to be one of those gifts that keeps on giving. Oh, Mark, you cannot drop some sizzle like that without telling us... just. What's one of the one things you're going to be listening out for or watching out for now that you've uh, the guy Henry's tipped you off? He was more speaking about his own personal performance because obviously mm-hmm. you've seen the, some of the you've seen some of the shots of him with the the rig on his head, you know, and, and just the the stuff he had to the dots on his face. So he was just talking about. I said, you know, because in the UK, I don't know if you guys get it in Australia. He's in a show here called Holby City, which is a medical drama. So, you know, and it, we see him every week. So we're used to watching him play his role of, you know, he's a Swedish doctor called Dr. Hansen. So we're used to seeing him in this role. So seeing him in Rogue One and hearing the voice straight away, straight, oh, there he is, there's, that, that's Guy Henry, you know, uh, and just saying to him as a guy who's done Shakespeare for 20, 30 years on the stage and all different sorts of stuff, what was it like trying to bring out this character, this not do a Cushing impression, but do a, you know, you're playing Tarkin, you're, but, but you're also playing Cushing playing Tarkin, but, but they wanted him to reach the character as opposed to do an impersonation. Yeah, how difficult was that for you as an actor to get past having all these lights in your face, dots on your face, rig on your head? And just talking about him finding where that character was, it was just, it's on this week's 1138 coming up on Thursday, so um, you should hear some of it on there. But it, apart from the fact he's a very nice guy, it was just an interesting conversation. And then just to go and watch those talking scenes you know and there's more talking scenes than there originally was planned so it'll be interesting to sort of watch that with the fresh light i watching it at imax you sort of because you go you leave the theater and then you have a couple of weeks and there's you listen to a lot of podcasts and you chat to a lot of people online so so you hear all different opinions and it sort of bounces what you know it, it sort of affects your opinion in some way I just found Tarkin at IMAX. I was just like, this is so good. It, yeah. It's incredible. I, I, I don't have that weird glitch that everyone has. I was sort of just like watching it going, well, where's the weird bit again? And then there was, I don't know. I don't know if I've just throw my disbelief to the wind on that one or what, but for some people it's quite a unnerving thing. But on IMAX, I was just like stunned at how well it held up. Yeah. I think it's just a great performance. Mm. Mm. How about you, Eric? How are the multiple viewings going? Well, I'm at six right now. I'm going to take my wife tomorrow. So seeing it through her eyes will be interesting. You know, I still love it. There's a, there's a couple of sections in the first act where I'm like, all right, all right, let's go. But um, other what, than what, that, tell us those, what are the sections? What are you, what are you, oh, what are you fast forwarding on Blu-ray? Let me think specifically. There's a couple of sections when they're in Jeddah, like right after they, they get into town and 
the scene where she first encounters Donnie Yen's character when Jen encounters him. It's cool, but after you see it, it's like the whole notion that he's not Force-sensitive, but he knew that she was wearing this necklace, it almost doesn't do anything for the story. And so I'm like, come on, Vader, come on, Vader. So because of that, you know, those are sections that I could jump past. But I still like it. I don't, I don't want it to sound like that. Tarkin, I think what kind of weirded me out about him at first is just that I know that Peter Cushing is dead, and that's what my brain was having a problem with. That can't be real. That's not him. But if I separate myself from that and I watch other people who have, like, no preconceived notion about him at all, they have no clue. Either that or, like, I took my dad. Okay, I took my dad this on viewing number six, and he is the most – he's pretty critical, okay? He's a guy who will, like, come and see, like, a big, big rock show I put on, and he'll be like, that was great. Here's what you should have done differently. I'm like, that's not how this transaction works. You tell me. Hey, hey Eric, just, just so you know, we're not psychologists, mate. So you can just. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just telling just you, that's wa- what he does. Get up off but, the couch. Stop he, lying down. He, he didn't have anything negative to say about Tarkin. He thought it was fantastic. And if there was going to be somebody who was going to you know, crap on it, it would be him. So I think it was A+. Plus. Yeah, I think I don't know. I just it's just one of those things that I like. I don't fault anyone for having an issue with it because it's. It, but it's just for me. It's it's just one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. I. But then, but yet, I still have nightmares about R2's jetpacks. So we've all got our issues, <laughs> you know. We've all got our thing. We've all got our thing. And are you amped up for the uh, Star Wars Rebels, Eric? Yeah, we actually tried to watch it this morning, but I don't know if you, the Disney XD app is crashing when it tries to play the commercials. It's, we were ready to watch it first thing, and so I really want to see it. Just when is going to be the, the question. Yeah, I've heard of quite a few people having issues with the app. It is uh, pretty, a pretty damn good episode. I, yeah, I was impressed. I'm, I'm on a I'm on a Star Wars high this week, you guys. I'm I'm, I'm quite pro everything. Everything is awesome here, <laughs> except uh, except waking up this early on a Sunday morning for. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. But where are these where are these UK callers? You know, if you uh, want to get on hold, it is uh, plus one on the Skype, then six four six 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 eight eight three six zero. What other things are on your mind, Star Wars wise, this week, Eric? <laughs> I don't know. Looking forward to celebration. You know, the countdown's on for that. Are you, you're heading out to celebration, aren't you, Mark? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got to. I'm actually there already because it's my in-laws' fiftieth wedding anniversary. So they're taking twelve of us for a fortnight. We're very lucky. And then in the middle of all of that, they announce celebration. So I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'd rather it was like the week before or the week after, so I could get three weeks in Florida. But uh, but it's just landed in the middle. So I've somehow now got to explain to my in-laws that I've got to disappear for four days, which I don't know how well that's going to go down. Um, hopefully I can fluff something. But uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward, like Eric, I'm really looking forward to it. The, the countdown's on. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be, I mean, we've, we just mentioned Carrie Fisher, and I know you, you did a lot of episodes last week about her, but I think it's going to be strange not having her at Celebration. Um because she's always such a, you know, she's a talking point. Whenever she turns up on stage, there's always something going oh, on yeah. with Carrie. So, so that's going to be odd. Um, but I, I, I'm sure, I know, they'll, they'll compensate and they'll do something nice. 
in relation to her and Kenny. I hope they don't forget about Kenny. And uh, there was a lot of guys went last year, but um, you know, it, it, hey, it's Star Wars. We, we should have Rogue One on on Blu-ray by then, and uh, Episode Eight trailer. Fingers crossed. There's a lot. There's a lot to be done at Celebration. I think. Oh yeah, and last year you had a very successful podcast stage that I was involved in. Is there is there similar plans afoot? Similar plans are afoot. Nothing's been announced as yet. Waiting to hear from uh, from Reed, who are the guys that are organising it. So just waiting to hear on the on final details there. But yes, as far as I understand, the last conversation I had with the guys, it is happening, uh, and then it's just a case of uh, you know picking all the the relevant shows and who's going to be involved, timings and such. But uh, unless something big has changed, yes, there will be a podcast stage again. So, uh, yeah, hopefully see you there. You're coming over, aren't you? I am coming over. I cannot wait. Actually, the UK one, the the Celebration Europe, that was my first celebration. I've been to many comic cons and other events, but I was hooked. It was just, it was just the best time. It was just, yeah. it was just such a an uplifting experience. Anything else on your mind, Eric? No, man, that's all I got. Thanks for taking my call, though. All right, thank you, and I'll talk to you throughout the week, buddy. If you're sick of your friend's Snoke theories and you want to make the point stick, well, hey, have we got the perfect product for you? It is the Your Snoke Theory Sucks stickers. Yes, the world famous inverted commas sticker as instagrammed by ryan johnson director of episode 8 are available in the steelwars.com merch store you get five your snoke theory sucks stickers five luke skywalker have you seen him stickers all for the low low price of five dollars australian which is under four dollars american and we ship from both America and Australia to keep the postage down for you guys. Have some great fun sticking while supporting the podcast. It is available with so much more cool t-shirts and items from SteelWars.com. Uh, we've got someone on Skype. Who are you and where are you calling from? Hello, Steel. Hey, who are we speaking to? It's Chris. Hey, Chris. In the UK, what's on your mind? Uh, just wanted to sort of see what you guys thought about all the latest uh, controversy, or should I say hate towards Ezra on Rebels. I know everyone's having a brief conversation about it today, and I know that you, you and Jason... Um, we're talking about it a few days back, uh-huh. uh, comparing Ahsoka, uh, like Ahsoka started off as a, a polite way to say this, as a low and became a high character, and whereas yep. Ezra's doing the reverse. I know that there was a lot of, um, I'm not sure if everyone's seen this week's double episode, but I know a lot of people um, were throwing around some some more hate towards Ezra. I was just wondering what you guys thought. I I actually posted up on, on the Steel Wars Safe Haven, which is uh, Market our little Steel Wars Facebook chat group, which is, is quite friendly. I'd love to see you in there uh, a couple of times. It's, it's actually quite a delightful place to chat Star Wars. Everyone's super cool. And I put up a poll yesterday 
and the poll was kind of, this is my point of view, Rebels is more enjoyable when it's an episode not featuring Darth Maul, and 14 people clicked true, 8 people clicked false, 5 people clicked which option do I pick if I just hate Ezra, and then other people have added in some options, 3 people picked isn't Darth Maul dead, Three people picked, I'm so far behind on Rebels. And then two people picked, not always, but Rebels is more enjoyable when it focuses on the Alliance of Formation, which that's me as well. But I'm happy to report he behaves himself in the new episodes. It's a a pro... It's a pro-Ezra couple of episodes. But, yeah, I I sort of find my... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Theory was Mark that you know Ahsoka sort of started out quite quite a mixed fan response and then sort of grew in everyone's hearts over the years. Whereas I started out quite a big Ezra guy. Oh, Mark's actually dropped off, so uh, it's just us, man. Hopefully, he'll be back on. Are you there, Chris? I am still. I'm still here. Oh, good. You're now the co-host of the show. So uh, get oh. used to that. Um, so, so now I'm explain. I guess I'm explaining it to the audience. But um, yeah, and, and I, I, I started out as quite an Ezra guy, and, and sometimes his tussle with the dark side and trusting people over and over again does my head in. But uh, where are you in the Ezra stakes? Well, I am. Um, I, I, I find him quite enjoyable in the beginning, and you know I, I know what the show's all about, and you know I know. Jason mentioned it the other day about how Star Wars is for everyone, and not every not, not every piece of content they make is for the same age group. And you know that's that's really cool. I, I, I agree that that's what they should be doing because they need to bring on more fans as time goes on. But yeah, as as you've mentioned, like there were moments where it was just like I, I don't want to, I don't want you to go with them, or I'd rather you didn't talk because <laughs> yeah, I found them a bit <laughs> annoying previously. But I also found it with Ahsoka, because I really struggled with Clone Wars. I gave it a go, but in the beginning when she was Snips, I was like, oh, God, this isn't this isn't for me at all. And I tried to stay with it, because we're in the barren period of, you know, nothing was on the horizon. The, the, the Snips thing was, you know, that was... It was a little bit jarring, <laughs> especially especially in a cinema. It was like, <laughs> What? What is happening here? Um, Mark, where are you? Where's your Ezra stance? Ah, oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I've got to say, first first things first, with, with the whole Rebels cast, I think the voice performances are brilliant. So I think Taylor Gray does an awesome job voicing Ezra. So that, that attracts me to the characters because in a lot of animation, the voice work's not that good. Clone Wars and Rebels, it's been really good. As a character, Ezra, I don't know. I don't think he was particularly designed to be likeable. I think they're, they're sort of building him to go on a journey. Where he ends up, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't see there being a happy ending for the Rebels 
crowd, all of them. But then it's a big galaxy, so who knows? But Ezra, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I like the relationship with Kanan. I like their odd, sort of weird Master and Apprentice thing. Uh, they just feel like there's parallels to Anakin and Ben. The, the fact that I think if, if Ezra ever gets to grow up, and who knows, that he'll end up being more like a brother to Kanan than than a than a sort of a student. I'm kind of open as to which direction he goes. I, I, I like the character a lot. I'm not I'm not yet hugely invested, and I probably should be after three and a half seasons. He's not the reason I watch Rebels. But that being said, I think it would be a lesser show if he wasn't part of it. So I'll probably value him more than I think. Yeah, I I think my issue with him is he just needs a better memory. He just needs to remember who has crossed him in the past and and act accordingly. But, um, <laughs> like, I, I remember when... I, I, I was talking about this the other day, but I, I believe it's it's on one of the Rebels recap shows. I think it might be on Star Wars Underworld. But they've got his soundbite of him say, of, of You know when he gave that message to everyone on uh, Lothal? And, yeah. like, it's... Like, I remember back then just going, yeah, Ezra. Like, I was, I was quite an Ezra guy, but it's sort of been his whiny adolescence of, of dabbling in the Sith and stuff. Like, it, it, it reminds me of, like, Entourage. This is coming out of left field. But after a while, like, it's with Ezra, it's sort of like, am I... Is this guy meant to be a hero? Am I meant to be rooting for this guy? Because he's, yeah. he's sort of making these decisions I'm not sort of behind so I am fascinated to know where he's gonna go is Ezra the Vince of this show the Vinny Chate yeah yeah I always said Eric was the most annoying one where it was just like <laughs> it's like aren't you meant to be a likable character but uh, this is not the uh the entourage uh <laughs> cast <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah what do you reckon Mark do you think our force wielding friends should go into the night before um, we hit the Rogue One era or the A New Hope yeah. era in the timeline or or should they be slain down in a, in a brutal bit of uh, Sith vengeance somehow? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I mean, you, you wouldn't want to do it in a Rogue One style it, it, with them all going on the same mission. I don't think that would be a Disney XD kind of thing. But I think maybe with characters slowly going out as this show comes to its close and i don't think that's this year i think it's probably next year uh that would make sense i i, I still think a one-way star tours ticket to alderaan is probably the way they're all going to go though what's that bright green flashing in the sky ezra and that's it so um i don't know i mean there's there's got to be there's got to be some clever way because there's so much going on in that era but then we're still a few years out from A New Hope, so I don't know if they'll even get that far. You know, we're in the era where it's it's pre-Battle of Scarif, and that was the first major victory. But a lot of other, you know, skirmishes and things happened before then, and we're still kind of at the very back end of because of just from a practical sense, the close relationships between the Clone Wars animated series and Rebels. You know, you still like you feel you're on the back end of of sort of Clone War issues still. I kind of needs resolving, and I kind of think a lot of the Rebels crowd will go with that, a lot of those storylines. But again, I don't know. I'm, I'm happy either way. If they, if they all walk away from the end of it, I'd be perfectly happy, but I do think there's probably going to be some some casualties. Yeah, I've sort of got in my head that if you've got the Force, 
you're, it's going to be a bad couple of years for you on that oh, show. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't know. I just always took it that there's a lot of, you know, retconning films from the 80s, you know, sort of changing what people mean and, and, and adding in little things that, that sort of fitting what people said. But I don't know. Yoda was pretty adamant. It was just Luke and Leia. That was it. Yeah. And he seems to have yeah, yeah. connections with them. So in my head, tick-tock. TikTok. It's, it's not looking good. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What do, you, do you want a, a firm conclusion? Well, like you guys said, I don't, I don't think many of them are going to survive. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like Hera and Sabine to make it moving forward. But, you know, I, I don't think... I think Kanan and Ezra are definitely goners. We know Hera, obviously makes an appearance later on in the canon, so to speak. But I think everyone's going to gonna bite it, to be honest, uh, at some point. It just depends how long Disney want to, um, you know, stretch the show out for. They may have other ideas what they want to do further down the road, you know. They may want to do another show set between episodes. Mm. Or, or they may just yeah. think, you know, we'll do something completely different. Well, there's obviously other animated projects in the works allegedly Filoni's got his uh, fingers in allegedly uh, okay I'm alleging I'm alleging in court I allege another animation project we've all had our fingers burnt with stuff being announced and then not you know happening like TV shows video games films mm. even so yeah I, 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 I don't think you'll have much more of that now everything's transitioned over. Do you know what I mean? It was sort of a, mm. a, a new ball game. So I, I, I think whatever you get, whatever they announce, uh, you're going to get, which is always that, that sliding doors thing. It's just like, what if Josh Trank had just yeah. waited a couple more weeks to totally lose it and they announced that Boba Fett film? Like, <laughs> it's like, would we still be, would we, would we be getting that? Would we have a new director? I don't know. I don't know. I, I will say, in in that new Rebels, there is an Anakin Skywalker quote in there that is so good. So just just look out for that little <laughs> Easter egg. It is. I, I, I had a quite a chuckle. Anything else on your mind there, Chris? Who do you think is going to make it? If you had to, if you had to choose. Yeah, I'm just going to use my what I've learnt from Rebel. I mean, from Rogue One, and 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 Chopper and Hera seem uh, yeah seem pretty sweet in there. And and the interesting thing was that it was a practical Chopper on the set. Uh, details that he he actually saw the Chopper there. So that's uh, that's very cool. But yeah, I, I think those two and. I don't know. I, I just I, I just know it's like I know those two are, you know, gonna make it and unless it's um Hera's dad, which would be uh just toying with fans' emotions. But yeah, I think the the Jedi are in for a bit of trouble. And it's sort of just my, my nerd canonness that's just like I'm being really cold hearted. I'm just like, Yep, they've gotta go. They've gotta go. Oh, we're actually uh down to about three minutes. Chris, uh, thank you so much for your time, mate. No problem. Cheers, man.
and we have got one more call. Let's have a quick chat to them, and then we'll uh, go into the supporter section, bring them over. Uh, Skype caller, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, guys. It's me, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Uh, what is going on? Whereabouts are you in the UK, Charlie? I'm from Northampton, so in Northampton. the uh, sort of in the middle. <laughs> right in the You're pie, like in the middle. Right? I'm in the middle. Well, <laughs> yeah, the bottom of the middle. Yeah, below the bottom of the middle. I'm originally from London, it. though. <laughs> um, what's on your mind? What What are we going to talk about in the supporter section, Charlie? Set that up for me. What's your What's what's your sizzle? Well, what I wanted to talk to you about was obviously we saw the Rebels um, season three uh, mid-season sort of uh, trailer, and what I really liked about that trailer is seeing the Alliance form and becoming more of what we're used to seeing in the sort of a New Hope and Return of the Jedi. And I wanted to ask you: Should Rebels focus more on the formation of the Alliance and the sort of more human stories? rather than the Force arcs and Darth Maul and all that sort of stuff. Ooh, that is good sizzle. All right, we'll get to that to the supporter section. So uh, that is the our extended show that we have for Steel Wars supporters. And if you're listening to this on demand, on iTunes or whatever, after the fact, there'll be uh, a little note how you can obtain that stuff, which also includes the uh, brand-new exclusive show called Making Steel Wars, where me and Jason Ward go in-depth on all things Star Wars and Star Wars journalism. Mark Newbold, before we go into the bonus section, tell us about JediNews.co.uk and the podcast that I enjoy every week that you put out. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. So Jedi News uh, UK's uh, probably one of our longest running uh, websites in the UK and uh, cover all the Star Wars news, everything that's going on as much as we can, probably posting 13, 14, 15 articles a day on average. Jedi News Network, which is our podcast network, as you've just alluded to, uh, Radio 1138, Star Wars Collectors Cast, Take Cover and Galactic Fashion. Uh, I think we've got the next take cover is out this coming Monday uh, and 1138 is out on Friday as I've just mentioned with Guy Henry. So, uh, yeah, we're keeping busy, um, trying to push it on social media as well. So uh, just uh, anybody gets the chance to pop along and uh, comment or have a listen or have a read, then everybody's welcome. Very nice. I actually, yeah, I'm a long-term listener of, uh, of the feed. So, uh, highly recommend it. Our next call-in show will be back at the more traditional time of 6 p.m. Friday night if you are on the west coast of America, which is 9 p.m. on the east coast, which is 1 p.m. Saturday afternoon in Australia if you're on daylight savings time. And I think if you're in London, oh, you're getting up at about uh, 2 p.m. Is that how it works out, Charlie? 2 a.m., yeah, right. I should say. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. So yeah. if you are on the regular feed, we'll see you then. Otherwise, we will go into the bonus section. And we've got uh, two other people on hold. If you guys uh, want to chat, uh, we will get to you after Charlie. Mark, let's look at Charlie's question. Do you, do you have a, a preference of, of the, the sort of the force building episodes or the uh, watching the Alliance come together episodes or, or you enjoy the mix? 
I like the mix, but I think Charlie's asking a really interesting question because now we've seen Rogue One and we've had this different spin on the Alliance, you know, a grittier, darker, more desperate Alliance. I kind of want to know more about that Rebel Alliance. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that super fun episode of the Steel Wars Live Call-In Show with co-host, guest co-host, Mark Newbold from JediNews.co.uk. And uh, those guys on that site do an incredible, incredible job updating with news daily. Uh, not only covering the UK scene, but stuff from all around the world, you guys. Now, our next live call-in show will have guest co-host returning to the podcast, Maud Garrett, formerly of SourceFed Nerd and always of Geek Bomb. Maud, of course was on our LA Podfest episode, so uh, things got a bit rowdy. Uh, she actually cried with laughter, legitimate tears, while laughing. It was incredible. And also has done the the Rogue One full trailer reaction with me. So it will be great to have Maud on talking the week's Star Wars news. And if you want to listen live and contribute, call in, muck about in the chat room. You might even talk to Steve Stanton. He hangs out there sometimes. Old Admiral Raddus. Uh, the times are uh, Pacific Standard Time in America, Friday the 13th of January. It is 6 p.m. Central Time in the States. It's again Friday the 13th. Oh my God, it's Friday the 13th. It'll be okay, guys. We'll get through it together. It'll be good luck. We're talking about Star Wars. 8 p.m. Central Time. New York or uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's 9 p.m. in the UK. Sadly, it is Saturday morning, the 14th of January at 2 a.m. But we love it when the UK fans, they call in. Always good input and dedicated because they've stayed up till 2 a.m. Over in Australia, in the West, in Perth, it is Saturday the 14th at 10 a.m., in Melbourne and Sydney on Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time, Saturday the 14th at 1pm, and over in Auckland, New Zealand, it is 3pm. And it is an open invite to any Steel Wars listener. If you want to talk Star Wars, if you've got a question, a comment, something that you really love, something that's grinding your gears, call in. All are welcome. And it is easier than you think. If you are in America, you can phone in. But if you're international, it is best to use Skype because it is far cheaper. And if you are calling international, add a little plus one. So the little Skype genie boffins know to send the call to America, which then comes over to me in Australia. And then I reply and then it goes all around the world. What an age we live in. But the number is 646-668-8360. If you didn't write that down, hit rewind. Just rewind it again and you can play it again. I don't need to say it again. But I will talk for 20 seconds about how I don't need to say it again. The irony. And whilst the Steel Wars podcast probably provides each week a minimum of two, two and a half, sometimes three, over December, far more hours a week of content if you become a steel wars supporter 
I will record even more content for you. For instance, just after we finished doing the call-in show, we went into a 45-minute supporter bonus section with more calls and questions and Star Wars chat. We talk about whether Rebels should focus more on building the Alliance or the Force users, whether or not the Bendu was created as a storyline out for Kanan and Ezra, what will become of Thrawn when Rebels end, and what Mark Newbold is most looking forward to in the future of Star Wars. So much more. To become a Steel Wars supporter, it is done through Bandcamp. The link is on SteelWars.com. And if you're in Australia, it is $3 a month to keep the podcast going. And that turns out in American cash to be about $2.20 or so. And that gets you a ton of bonus content, access to all the previous Steel Wars interviews in their full length and our very popular new show making steel wars and people are going crazy for this show we've had so many signups over it it is fantastic jason ward of makingstarwars.net and i talking about the star wars stories behind the star wars stories issues in the star wars business star wars journalism and just general chit chat as well I hear a lot of people love going back into the archives to listen to the full-length Steel Wars interviews, which they turn out to be uh, quite timeless. So, a ton of bonus content, as well as keeping the uh, hours that you already listen to supported. So, uh, thank you everyone that has signed up of late, and everyone that has been with us for the whole time. We get a very low, remarkably low unsubscribe thing so i feel like we're doing something pretty good servicing the supporters with that extra content so it's pretty cool if you want to chat star wars on facebook during the week with a top flight group of star wars fans join the steel wars listener star wars safe haven uh, there's a link for it on the front page of SteelWars.com. You just need to click apply or join, and then I have to make sure you're not a spam bot or some loon that's going to post spam everywhere, and uh, you get approved, and you get to join Dead Set, the coolest Star Wars community online that I've ever seen. I don't think we've had a flare-up or a crazy outburst or stuff that you're come across on uh, Facebook groups and a bunch of the making Star Wars guys are on there. Tons of previous guests are hanging out. Details is in there. Crapness from The Force Awakens. And of course, when you are looking for the hottest, hottest, steamiest, most revealing Star Wars news and rumors, you head on over to that makingstarwars.net They have been dropping some very interesting articles of late about uh, some creatures in Episode 8. And it's not storyline spoilery, but it will set your imagination ablaze. Because they're hot rumours. Sticking with the hot theme for this whole plug for MakingStarWars.net. We are part of the MakingStarWars.net podcast network. And it is a group of really top flight Star Wars podcast. Many are hosted by or guesting with uh, previous guests on the Steel Wars podcast. So head over there. There is now this is podcasting. There is Rebel Girl, 
great show. Rogue One, a podcast for wieners. Tarkin's Top Shelf. First Order Transmissions. Cantina Cast. Love that Cantina Cast. With their analysis and banter. And analysis and banter. And Geek Girl Diva and the crew on The Force Cult. And of course, my other comedy podcast, I Love Gringo Letters, is putting up episodes every Thursday. If you enjoyed the live uh, Sydney and Brisbane uh, Steel Wars episodes, you can listen to the I Love Green Guide Letters episodes that we recorded directly after that. And there's a few ongoing references through those, so you'll be able to pick it up. But uh, yeah, it is not safe for work. Have those earplugs in. If you uh, have sensitive ears or around those, then that might not be the podcast for you. But if you are up for some hilarious podcast action featuring some of the finest comedians in Australia and at times in LA, check out I Love Green Guide Letters. And a listener that I saw at a gig last night told me that he didn't know that in the show notes, when you're on your little podcatcher in iTunes or wherever you listen to like, the, the notes on your phone... There's links for all these things I talk about. There's links. So now, look at your phone now and look at the podcatcher and then go down and there's all links to all these things I talk about. So you can surf on the web. Do all the things that I told you to do. Uh, Make sure you're following us on at Steel Wars um, across social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Get on iTunes, Rose Sweet, five-star review. This outro plug has gone forever, but who cares? You could have stopped. You know it's the outro plugs, and it's more content. Sweet content. Which reminds me, I have to go attend to. We have got this week an amazing listener's choice. Steel Wars mega episode with uh, Eric Struthers did an amazing job interviewing uh, a group of Steel Wars listeners from around the world and um, they gave their favourite bits of the podcast. You get to hear highlight clips and it is an amazing... I was very flattered. So uh, that's coming up this week. Enjoy that. Thanks to Eric Struthers for uh, helping uh, get this audio ready ASAP. And also thanks to Patrick Bonfresco for doing the sweet show notes. It's so appreciated, you guys. Until the normal Steel Wars episode goes up this week, which is in about a day, may that force be with you. Thank you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.